Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters, stuffing 10 pounds of awesome into a 5 pound stack. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and uh, what are you drinking? I am good. Mm. A uh, little, little tired still, so I got my, uh, my coffee going on. It is, um, I don't know. Ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Does it have like a pumpkin flavor? Is it just regular uh, coffee? Ah, uh, uh, no, I do remember now. Ah. I do remember. I was like, come on, come on, you can do it. It's, uh, it's a Cafe Bustello. Okay. It's, it's damn strong. It's basically like a punch in the face. Is it uh, out of your, uh, what is it, the Keurig thing? Uh, no, no. So she did that. Uh, damn. Wow. I, I just woke up from a nap. So my brain. Just... <laughs> What's that thing where you, where, you, where you push the lever down? Okay. <laughs> French press. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, this, is, this shows how little of a coffee person I am. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. No. I, all I do is drink it out of a pr- French press. The little it's plunger like, guy. Yeah. Like, how'd she make the coffee? Uh, I, I don't know. She just gave it to me. Beans. I don't know. Ugh. Aliens. I am just drinking water. Still recovering here. Uh, and yeah, I'm, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a boring day of recording for me without alcohol. Yay. Or, or, uh, maybe I'll drink coffee later because I am, I am feeling a bit sluggish today, but that doesn't mean we can't have fun. So, uh, if you guys have any questions, of course, you can email us in at matters at gmail.com and send us in your catchphrases. Uh, today's catchphrase, stuffing 10 pounds of awesome into a five pound sack that was sent into us by Glenn Watt. And you can send those in via Twitter. It's at money matters, man's our Twitter handle today. We're going to talk to a guest because the guests are fun and the, you need a budget, right? I will never say that. Andrew says it all the time. Andrew's the budget man. Uh, I I have mint, but that's about it. And I don't use it to budget. But we have a gentleman from youneedabudget.com, affectionately known as YNAB, YNAB.com, or no, just YNAB. So his name is Jesse Meacham. Glad to meet him. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> Bad joke. I know. If anybody watches Mystery Science Theater 3000, and it's Jesse Meat Cam, right? Meekum. 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 See, I'm so I have Meacham, Doctor Cal Meacham, ingrained in my brain for like most of my childhood. So, youneedabudget.com is your website. Yes. Why? I thought you were going to start with what am I drinking? Whoa. I'm sorry. Yeah. What are you drinking? I, I'm I'm nursing a uh, frosty from Wendy's. <laughs> which is basically impossible to drink unless you have uh the suction power of a hoover vacuum yeah, well, I, I mean, i'm not drinking i'm, I'm spoon fitting myself <laughs> yeah. so all right i need you to convince me why do i need a budget well we, we've got to back up you're, you're you're going way too fast am for i me. Okay. yes um we got to establish what a budget even is because we may we may end up agreeing that you don't need oh. what you're thinking you need so um if we can agree that a budget is simply a plan for what you want to do with your money, mm-hmm. and if we can agree that it can change at any moment that you you know think merits a change, then I do think you need a budget. Okay, I agree on both of those counts. Okay, yeah. This is going to be a short show. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for being on. No. <laughs> so, all right, then why do you need a budget? Um, people, if we just kind of let things just reach... A status quo financially, mm-hmm. where we we aren't being proactive, we find that uh, everything just kind of. I mean, things happen automatically, whether you whether you want to or not. So uh, your spending will just automatically just kind of grow. Um, you this awareness that we have kind of pounded out of us through marketing. A budget is a good. It's a good wedge against that, where you can just be be proactive. It's like when you start your day. 
Mm-hmm. If you don't start your day with any kind of kind of plan on what you want to do, uh, what you know what you're going to accomplish, at the end of the day, you look back and without fail, you're like, "What did I do? Yeah, you know, I did where not. did that day go?" Right. And that that's just basically the same thing with money. We just want people to be proactive and thoughtful mm-hmm. about it before it happens. Yeah. Now there's plenty of budgeting tools out there. Wanting being a spreadsheet, right? Yes, absolutely. Why, why did you create youneedabudget.com? Um, it originally was a spreadsheet, crazy enough, hmm. just for me and my wife. And it was working really well for us. We were really poor, just married, and a baby was on the way. And uh, I'm looking, our first baby's name is Porter. Now he's 10. Are you and, a beer uh, guy? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome, actually. <laughs> so so I'm thinking, okay, Porter's coming down the pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't say pipeline. <laughs> but, you know, he's that's what I say on Friday nights magically yeah. you know, with the stork and all that. So, yes. so I'm looking at our money and it wasn't going to work. And that was where I decided that this, we've been doing really well. We've been saving, but mm-hmm. we had this moment where I thought, I don't want Julie, my wife to have to work um, once the baby comes. And I didn't want to borrow to finish my school and I was getting a master's degree in accounting. So um, I was just looking at all that and realized that I could sell my budget spreadsheet that Julie and I had been using to, to great success for the last year. I could sell that, and if I did that, then we would be able to cover rent, which was 350 bucks a month. Wow. And uh, yeah, we'd be home free, and I could become an accountant and then become a partner and run that whole route. So that was my game plan. Now it's, it's obviously grown a little bit past the, the, the monthly rent. But, um, but yeah, that was the, kind of the impetus. So to go back to your question about a spreadsheet, you absolutely can use one, and if anyone doesn't value their time <laughs> but does value tinkering with spreadsheets, they should just go to YNAB.com, read our method, and then they could just build their own. And 40 or 50 hours later, you'd have it. And, um, you know, it'd work really well for you. Well, what, are, so, what is your method with YNAB? Uh, there are four rules. First rule is just to give every dollar a job. It's just your way of saying these are your priorities. Second rule is to look ahead. We call it saving for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. But you look ahead for larger, less frequent expenses like Christmas or vacation or property taxes, you break those up into monthly amounts and you roll those back into your estimates, right? So people normally think, oh, my monthly expenses are my cable, my cell phone, everything that hits monthly. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why they can't get ahead because they're sitting there saying, wait, I, I make more than my monthly expenses. And then when you start saying, well, what about Christmas? They're like, oh, you know, or what about that vacation? Oh, yeah. It, it, they are expenses. They just don't happen monthly. So people don't put them into their kind of mental math that they go through a lot of the time. So when we, when we, what I, we, I kind of say we normalize those bigger expenses. We make them all monthly. Then suddenly people have good data and they can plan against that. So you can look at this big pile of money in your checking account and it's like, hey, we should go out and blow right. a lot of money. But then it's like, oh, no, wait. Some of that's for Christmas eight months later. Hmm. I'm just trying to talk you into not putting your future self into precarious financial situations. Right, right. That's really what it is. So that's rule two. Rule three is to mm-hmm. change as much as needed, that there's no, there's no crime in suddenly getting good information that you didn't have the day before and adjusting your budget to reflect that. Uh, I could use sports analogy maybe. So halftime basketball coach that doesn't make any adjustments like it's like no we practice for a week and we're going to go with this game plan and based on how the team approaches if the coach were not to make any adjustments that'd be a really bad coach mm-hmm. so 
we kind of call them like halftime adjustments. Just change what you need to. And then the fourth one is pretty unique, um, and that is to live on last month's income. What you earn in January, you spend in February. Eliminate variable income issues. Eliminate having to guess what you should budget and forecast. You just budget what you have on hand, and when new money comes in, you budget that money, and you just move along. So that is all four rules rolled up into about two minutes. That was the interesting part for me uh, was the last part that you just said with variable income because for me, my income doesn't – it changes every single month. I yeah, mean I could absolutely. make $0 or I could make you know $10,000. Yeah. And yes, if I make $10,000 that month, I have $10,000 the next month to spend. Mm-hmm. But not and, I should. Yeah. But right, and that's that gets scary. Like I've I've been in the same situation for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So we try and get people like like a realtor is a great example. That's pretty common. Yeah. If you've got a like a flush month, you have to look further ahead than a normal person would look ahead. You wouldn't be looking forward to the next commission, the next close, or whatever, the next big windfall. You'd be saying, okay, ten grand, but next month could be zero. So then you start just allocating that money a little different than most. You'd say, hey, this is for this month's rent. This is for next month's rent. And this is for next month's you know, car repairs or this is for Christmas. But you're, you're allocating in a way that is not banking on new money coming in automatically. Right. So and- a little, little more conservative, but it may, it may, it just changes everything for people that are on those fluctuating incomes. And you said uh, making each dollar work. Like putting yes. a job to that dollar. So, give me an example of how I could do that. I mean, because I, I mean, there's some things that I may not need a lot of money for, and it just kind of sits there and has nothing mm-hmm. to do. And then, you know, what do I do with it? Do I just go and spend it, or I let it just roll over the next month? Yeah, like there's like people sometimes think if we assign that dollar a job, then we're saying that needs to be spent. Mm-hmm. But um, it's really like I, I give like we we sit with a pretty large checking account because a lot of the dollars that have these jobs are just waiting around to, to take action, right? Mm. I have two brothers in the Air Force, and they say that the military is a lot of sprinting and then waiting because it's like suddenly it's urgent, and then you're just you're waiting. They both fly jets, and wow. I'm, I'm not a pilot. That's, mm-hmm. how I, that's my whole identity is not a pilot because my two brothers are. So they, they'll sit there on the tarmac forever, and then suddenly it's like when it's go, it's go, right? right. So it's the same thing with money. Like, our Christmas money, I'll just keep using that one because most people identify with it. Sure. They, all that money sits there for 10 months. If we're really being diligent, maybe in September we start thinking about it, but not really. Like December 20th hits and it's go time with that Christmas money. And it's all there. There's zero stress except the fact that you waited until five days before Christmas. But at least the money's there. So money is allowed to sit and wait for long, long periods of time before it's needed. So if your money's waiting for long periods of time, how do you break some out to, say, invest? Yeah, like that's, that's one of the jobs. You just say, hey, I don't need this money for a really long time. Uh, this is for retirement. This is for kids' school, whatever it may be. And that's, the job of that is to go off and be invested. And you just don't worry about it again. And these jobs, that, and they, are you calling them jobs or are they categories? Uh, in the software, they're categories. We should probably find some kind of a common ground there between the two. But yeah, in the software, there's okay. a list of categories. And it's everything from you're going to eat out in five days to you owe property taxes nine months from now to like what you're saying, um, you know, you want to retire eventually. And what about so, emergencies? 
That's another classic one. So that's just, just a, wait. Is that just a category, like just emergency? Yeah, for some they do it a little different. I like just having it in one big fat category Okay, uh, in my budget. That sounds like something I would be into. I, I try and remove like the moving parts, like all the extra accounts, extra this, that, moving money back and forth. That to me seems like a big just nightmare full of overhead. So I try and avoid it. So how do you, how do you track it within the software? Is this something that I can hook my accounts up to and it'll just automatically start categorizing things or am I doing this manually? You are doing it manually to a degree. Uh, the reason we do that is because we want people to change their behavior. And mm. we found, and as you mentioned, like you say you use Mint, yeah. but you really use it to see where you spent money. That's it, Which is, yeah. is good. Like I use Mint too. It's a great like overall picture. You can you know, see a snapshot and right. it's kind of cool. Um, we want people to be proactively involved. And we found that when they are having all their transactions automatically entered, automatically categorized, hopefully accurately, that they end up just kind of looking at it as like a post-mortem analysis. It's like you're a CSI investigator, you know, and you walk up and there's the body and you do all this analysis, but the, the person died, you know, right? like that's how we manage our money so much of the time is like, well, okay, there's been a death. How did it happen? Oh, yeah. we ate out too much yeah. or whatever. Right. I, we want to like, you guys remember that, that really kind of, I thought it was a good movie, but maybe you don't agree with Tom Cruise where they have those, Weird, like bald people that would see the future. Oh, oh, Minority Report. Minority Report. Love yes. that movie. So they're precogs. That was the name of the yeah. weird people. Yeah, and they would prevent the crime from even happening. That's that's my long-winded analogy for yeah, how pre, we pre-crime. Yes. So we're like we're avoiding the death. You know, instead of doing the analysis, like we prevent it in the first place. Hmm. So that's why to go back to your original question, that's why we don't want to have all this automation. We want to remove friction from the process where possible. We don't like tedium, but we don't want to have things be, quote unquote, automatically done for you because we find that people don't engage. And if they don't engage psychologically, they just don't change their behavior. I, th- I think it's very interesting you brought it up, and I like the whole post-mortem analogy. Um, and I've actually found that uh, there are times, and I use Mint heavily, where it's, I've set it up, it's automated, it's running. And uh, I, I don't get deeply involved, but uh, I have I have some stuff like stats and, and you know the books for you know listen money matters, mm-hmm. and because it's not automated, I may wind up leaving it for like two months and like not doing anything with it. So right. how do you kind of balance that? Yeah, how the do you keto- build a habit? Yeah, oh, that's you guys need to check out. This is a little plug for BJ Fogg. He's out of Stanford. And he has this program called Tiny Habits. Mm-hmm. It may have nothing to do with money, but it's. Oh, do we lose him? Oh yeah, I think we lost him, dude. Yeah, he said he would. He would jump in and out with this. You guy. guys are there now? Yeah, they're there. Yeah. yeah. So, so you just pick up where you were. BJ so, Hogg. BJ Fogg is out of Stanford, and he teaches Tiny Habits, and it's just a little aside, but he teaches you like how do you start to floss if you've never flossed before. Like, how do you ingrain these new habits? And anyway, I, I highly recommend it. So we found massive success with the uh, phone apps where people are really starting to connect. So we promote the idea you walk into Home Depot and you spend some money. You just pull out your phone. You fill it out. It's pretty quick. And then you're done. And the person sees how much they have to spend in that category. Let's say it's home repairs. And they're, you know, they're, they're present with it. Like they have the information they needed at the time to make a good decision. 
Then the next time you're at Home Depot, we do some pretty f- smart stuff where we recognize where you are with your location, and we're like, oh, okay, he's, he's in Home Depot again. So we pre-populate Home Depot. We pre-populate that it's home repairs because that's what you did last time. We pre-populate the, the account. So you're really just hitting add, typing in the amount, and, and done. Like We've tried to remove that tedium while not taking the person out of the equation you know, with that decision. Well, about that technology... Let me ask, do you have something in the pipeline or uh, do you already do it where if you walk into Home Depot, it will alert you? Reading my mind, man. We don't have that yet. Okay. But the idea that you could present information in context before the person is psychologically committed to a purchase is huge. Like, I'm, yeah, I I want to integrate with cars, you know, where like the car goes into park and we're like, whoa, you're at the parking lot of Home Depot. Mm -hmm. FYI, here's what you have. Yeah, like remember, you know, when you buy something to type it in, because that's going to be, I think that's my biggest challenge with just anything. Uh, Like even with, uh, I don't know if you use an app called Lyft. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a habit building app. And sometimes you just forget to check in. You do that. You may, you may do the activity. Like, of course, you're going to go to Home Depot or wherever and spend money, but you Mm -hmm. may forget to type it in and then you're forced to come home and, you know, or maybe you get maybe that that one time you don't do it is the catalyst of never doing it again. Yeah, it's it, it seems so fragile at first. It, well, it is fragile. Mm-hmm. The creation of a new habit. Yeah, the the tiny habits idea um, involves triggers, and so you you would say something like, "After I blah, I will pull out my phone." You maybe don't even commit to actually add in the transaction. This is what's hilarious about BJ Fogg's uh, approach. Mm-hmm. Like when he he got me to floss daily, and I I've done it. I think for like four years now, right? And yeah, that's one of mine too. I, I never would floss regularly, ever. And so my habit, my little trigger was after I make, like after I wet my toothbrush, like prepping for, you know, brushing, I will pull out my floss. I wouldn't commit to actually flossing. Right. But I would pull it out. Just the and act then lo and behold, it. it's like, oh, well, I'm holding the floss. I might as well. You know, yeah. See, for for me, my bag of floss picks is right next to my toothbrush. And so it's, yeah, you're so it's and in, that's and I keep it in front of it, so I have to reach past the floss <laughs> in order to get the toothbrush. And I'm like, ah, shit, I might as well take it out and, and floss. It's a cl- it's classic. It's where you're building an environmental situation that makes the habit formation easier. Right. So maybe in this case, uh, it would be maybe setting something on your phone. Like I like for instance, on my cell phone, I have an app called Chime where it just beeps every hour and it reminds me to drink water. Oh, yeah. So it's just something that allows me, it's, it's, you know, but sometimes you get used to it and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I didn't have water this hour and whatever. And you start, right. you, you're hydrating. And, and the idea of like creating a habit to pull out your phone and enter it when you spend, mm-hmm. I would say something like after the cashier hands me my card or, or maybe after I swipe, right. I'll pull out my phone. Hmm. And then usually the magic will start to happen. Or write it on your card. Put a yeah. sticker, put a YNAB sticker on your card. Yeah, some kind of a reminder there. We tend to start to get uh, like blind to those changes, like post-its in new places. Yeah. But uh, my big victory is the fact that I got my wife to do it. So if I can get her to enter stuff on the phone, anybody can do it. Right. And the phone, so the apps, the, the online, or I'm sorry, the, the phone apps are the big game changer because you have mm-hmm. a desktop version yes. that started as that, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then where does this stuff get stored? We use, uh, at the moment, we're, we're, we're rolling our own. It'll be a while before it's out. But at the moment, we just leverage Dropbox. So you run Dropbox on your, on your uh, desktop or mm-hmm. laptop or whatever. At work or at home, we don't care where you have it installed. 
And then YNAB just uses Dropbox to pass the little change files back and forth. And the phones use the Dropbox API to keep it all in sync. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty slick. We've we're actually been thinking about open sourcing the, the tech because it was a hard problem to solve and other people are probably experiencing the same problem. So that's, that would be a good idea. Yeah, so it's, it works well. It's, um, it's been, we're, we're just about to release an, I, or an iPad app and I'm hoping that will be the same scenario where it's making it more accessible for people mm-hmm. where they're not thinking, oh, I've got to pull out my laptop, I've got to gather my receipts. I, there's a, all that friction we've got to avoid while still keeping people psychologically involved. I noticed you support multiple currencies in YNAB. Is, is that like an effort to kind of bring in international people? Because I know Mint just doesn't even you know, well, allow for international people. We, I wouldn't, we, we support international currencies. We don't support multiple currencies. So we do great in Canada, Australia, because you know, it's all the same. It's just formatting of numbers mm-hmm. at the end of the day. What we don't do is where you, you, know, you run euros and dollars and you need to track some kind of a foreign currency exchange adjustment. Right. We, don't, we don't do that, at least not gracefully in any way. So, so but, if you're uh, in like Turkey or something, and you're just using a single currency, like it, it oh, could be totally a solution. Fine. Oh, yeah, okay. you're totally, totally fine. Oh, badass. Yeah, and then you can. Yeah, I should say that you can import. Like we don't have you manually enter every transaction. You can, but once a month, I log on to my uh, Wells Fargo account, download my bank transactions, import them. Most of them match up to stuff I've entered, but it catches any I've missed, like automatic bills or whatever. And then I just kind of go through the, okay, this looks good, this looks good. It takes me, I don't know, 10 minutes or Oh, something. so you so, can import files yeah. from your, oh, okay. Yeah, so we don't want to leave you just totally out to dry on like sitting there looking at your computer screen with data and then you're sitting there making new data. Yeah, you plugging know. in numbers, yeah. Yeah. So. Will it automatically reconcile? I mean like, no, and you said it'll know it's Home Depot and whatever, so I guess it collapses it into one transaction? It'll, yeah, it matches them. So it'll just, it'll present and say, hey, here's what the bank had, here's what you had, we think these are the same. It's just a matter of like Gmail, you know, checking little check boxes and then accepting. It's, it's a pretty low, uh, low friction process. Yeah, I have a friend who uses a spreadsheet, and he's tried to get me on it several times, and I couldn't do it. And it, it, that's exactly the situation. Is I think he does it like every two weeks or once a month. He'll log mm-hmm. into his Wells Fargo account and sit there and plug in numbers, and he finds it fun. Like he thinks it's a good yeah. time, and and that's how he became really good with his money. But if he knew that he could, and I don't know if he listens, probably not. Uh, but if he knew that you could just export and import, and everything would just be would fill in the you know the the boxes. Yeah, I think that would make his life a lot easier. Plus, he could be doing things on the fly. Yeah, absolutely. With the, with the phone. So, what what is the uh, barrier to entry here? Uh, it's. I mean, you can do a thirty four day trial, which I think everyone should do. We have a different way of thinking about budgeting. We. You budget what you have on hand. You don't forecast. You know, like we we built the software to implement our rules, not to recreate Quicken. So okay. you've got to just recognize anyone checking it out. It's like okay, these guys are coming at this from perhaps a different you know perspective. So we uh, want you to try out the trial. It's thirty four days. Why thirty four? Thirty four, so you could see how one month rolled into the next and kind of uh. see how that worked. Um, we offer live webinars, I think almost daily. Wow. Uh, and they actually are live. They're not like fake live where they're recordings. And um, you can answer, ask questions. The forums are great where there's a 
whole bunch of people that are super passionate about the software and how it's helped them actually make progress. Like the software is just a means to an end, you know, paying off debt, boosting savings and all that. So there's tons of help there. Um, I don't know. We're, we're pretty, we're pretty committed to people really getting this down, like getting the money management down. It just, as you, you know, you guys know I'm preaching to the choir, but like money is everywhere. And so if you can get it dialed in, it, it kind of improves every other part of your life. Mm-hmm. What would you uh, say to like a, a disciple of Mint, like someone who's been using it for, you know, forever, and uh, they're they're listening to this episode and and they're intrigued, but it's it's a different process. Like how how would you onboard them or, or kind of mold their minds to under yeah. you know? I mean, if they're intrigued by it, I would I guess I would wonder like what they were wanting to get out of it. Like what if they're saying, hey, I'm not happy with my finances, I think I'm still spending more than I should, whatever that means, or I'm just not hitting the goals that I really want to hit, then I would have them look at YNAB because I think we could help them get a little more involved with their money and um, be more proactive. But if you have someone that is saving a ton of money, they don't have any debt, like financially they're just doing really well and they've used Mint to get there, I, I would kind of, and this maybe sounds weird, but I would probably tell them, like, ah, just, you know. Stick with it. Stick with it. Like, it's working, you know. Unless you're looking to, like, up your intensity, up your results. And I don't think, you know, seeking more savings for its own sake is necessarily a very exciting lifestyle choice. So um, that's, that's kind of my own personal philosophy. Yeah, and I, well, I think that the, the biggest um, differentiator with your software is that it comes with a philosophy and a way of doing things whereas men is just kind of well however you think you should do things we're just going to offer the tool to do that and yeah. you not only offer the tool but your own step-by-step system on how you think or how you know you've you've come to help your own finances with that absolutely and, and i mean think, there's yeah it, i mean there's been we've had uh several hundred thousand other people that are have had to have had great results with the same way of thinking so it's it works uh, if if you decide you want to approach it our way to kind of sound dogmatic. Right, uh, it, it's it's pretty effective. So, do you have any? What's your biggest piece of advice for somebody who's never budgeted? Oh man, just chill. Like, just chill out. Like, just it doesn't don't. have to be perfect. Right, you'll make tons of mistakes. You'll start over three times. It's totally fine. Like, just take it slow. It's you know, and and lower your expectations. Uh, just little bits at a time. So just a slow process, slow move into it and don't yeah, worry like, so I, much about being perfect. Su- yeah. Like we want something sustainable, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's great. And, and I think for the overseas people who, who don't have access to men or maybe somebody, I don't know really what LearnVest is. I haven't really looked into it. Is, is it similar to that in some way where they, I think they kind of have a philosophy or like at least a helpful system. Yeah. I think they, I mean, I could be totally butchering this, but they've kind of tried to make, financial advice and financial planning specifically more accessible mm-hmm. to, you know, like lower income, lower net worth individuals. Right. I think that's their angle. And you have, uh, the, these daily webinars. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be surprised if there weren't one to, tonight or today, you know I mean? They're just, they're going on all the time. That's awesome. And then the, and of course the forums are, I'm surprised you have so many people who are passionate about budgeting, which yeah, you would think that's not a thing. Yeah. They're weird. I mean, they're weird people. You uh-huh. know, yep. We take what we can get. No, it's it's funny to to think about, but it is true. I mean, they they get really involved. It's uh, 
they they love to help out. So it's pretty cool to watch. And what's the uh, price? Uh, Sixty bucks a month. Uh, no, gosh, that would that oh. would be awesome. Sixty dollars one time. Uh, we're on version four right now. So if we were to release version five to people that had already purchased four and had purchased it a while ago, mm-hmm. then we would offer that as an upgrade. But we we do incremental kind of like four point two, four point three. Those are always free. Just the major upgrades where we ask for uh, a little buy-in again. And how so, long have you been doing that? Uh, I started it in uh, ten years ago. Wow. So I would, yeah. I, you know, I actually really like to try it because um, the idea that the variable thing, the variable income for me, has been the hardest. I, you know, besides the fact that I've never budgeted in my life, although I've tried several times, the one thing now that's like stops me from doing it is the fact that I can't. I can't say where I'm going to spend my money because I don't know when it's going to exactly. get into my account. So I can't, you know, plug in. Here's my income for this month. Here's where it's going to go because your your philosophy is spend versus the you know on the previous month. Yes, absolutely. Which is appealing to me because yeah, that's how I spend now. I have to mm-hmm. look at you know what I made last month as opposed to what I'm going to make in the future because again, I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, you just you just look at what you have on hand and ask yourself, what do I want this money to do? before I'm paid again, whenever that may come. So uh, the website is youneedabudget.com. Mm-hmm. Can they find you at widenab.com? Yes, it redirects. And what is, do you have a Twitter account, Facebook? Yeah, it's at YNAB. Or if you want to follow me personally, I tweet about entrepreneurial stuff, if that's your thing. Oh, cool. Uh, that's at Jesse Meekum or Meacham, depending on <laughs> whether you want to run with the joke right after. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. And, uh, and Facebook? Facebook, okay, we couldn't do YNAB because, like, slash YNAB because it, it had to be at least five characters. Right, right. So we are I YNAB. I YNAB. Yeah. Cool. Which doesn't make sense if you spell it all out, but whatever. It's all right. You know, we'll take it. Yeah, sure. Jesse, thank you for being on. Hey, it was fun. Thanks, guys. Uh, so, listen, if you guys have questions about this, I'm going to definitely try it myself, I think. Uh, jump on board and see how it works out. And I'll do it for 34 days and see what happens and... Hopefully, I can continue to use it. So if you guys have questions about it, uh, email us, listofmoneymatters at gmail.com. And look, here's the thing. If you like the show, go on iTunes and subscribe. Please hit the subscribe button so that you get these episodes every day. Uh, If you have Stitcher or whatever, if you can subscribe on those uh, applications, do it. Download them, whatever you got to do. And I would like to read a review that we got from DQ Johnso from the United States. Uh, excellent times 1,000, five stars. I've been listening to this podcast for a few months now. There are a lot of good podcasts pertaining to personal finance, but I feel this one is definitely the strongest in terms of delivery, content, and entertainment. I listen to the podcast while at my 9 to 5, and they honestly help me get through the day. Matt and Andrew are great hosts, and all the content is easy to understand. I'm not new to personal finance, but definitely not, no expert. Glad that this podcast is a great median so everyone can enjoy. Keep it coming, guys. I appreciate what you're doing, and I'm sure millions of others will too. Wow, I really hope millions of others (laughs) will. Uh, I think we can get millions if you subscribe. There you go. All you got to do is subscribe. (laughs) Tell your friends about it. That's how we'll get millions. Uh, So visit our website, listenmoneymatters.com, and of course, visit youneedabudget.com because we're going to be pimping that for a while. Uh, Jesse, thanks again for being on. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Of course, we look forward to the next episode. So later. Later, man.